Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, what's going on, guys? John Schaefer with you. This is uh, an Aztec edition of the wrap-up show on a Sunday evening. Disappointing Friday, obviously, Aztec fans against Boise State. We'll look back on that. Missed opportunities for San Diego State. We'll look ahead to next Saturday, which has become a really pivotal game for the Aztecs. The San Diego State has now lost three consecutive games. So as you make your way in, whether you're here live or on replay, uh, would appreciate it if you subscribed. You're on content for Aztec fans. We have year-round Coverage for San Diego State football and basketball fans uh, will be here with you following almost every Aztec game this year in football and men's basketball. So if you're here, please subscribe. Really would appreciate that. If you're here, please smash the like button as well. Um, Let's start with Friday. And again, we want to hear from you as well, whether you're here live in the comments, if you're here in replay um, in the comments as well. This was a very winnable game, obviously, for San Diego State as we look back. I mean, the Aztecs had plenty of opportunities against Boise State, and I think you look at this as a one of those games where you know you wish you had a player or two back because you feel as if you could have won this game. Um, the way it started with a long kick return to Jalen Maiden, um, the way the first drive ended where he came within a half yard of scoring and fumbled, it was initially ruled that he was down. They reviewed it, and the review went to Boise. He had fumbled a split second before his elbow was down, and that was one of two critical plays and turnovers for San Diego State in this game. He'd have another turnover, another fumble in this game for San Diego State. Um, And it was really the difference. Aztecs also had another missed field goal, a 40-yarder, and this is a three-point game. And you could argue there were, you know, at least, um, you know, 14 points left out there, if not more than that. For the Aztecs, we consider where they turn the football over. Again, a half yard away from scoring on the first possession of the game. Later, when Maiden fumbled, Boise State would cash that in for seven. So huge swings in momentum, as often happens, obviously, with turnovers. And despite all of that, the Aztecs were in the game, uh, had the ball trailing, I want to say, 27-24 before punting. Boise State took a 10-point lead. San Diego State would score late to lose 34-31. What's hard about a game like this is that, well, obviously San Diego State wants to win. This is the conference opener. If you're trying to get to a conference title game or put together a season in which you can win eight or nine games, it kind of starts by going through Boise State. What's hard about a game like this is that, you know, A, you have missed opportunities, and B, you're seeing the progress made right now on the offensive side. What continues to plague this team is – the defensive chunk plays that have been allowed. And we saw that again. Ashton Genty, the outstanding running back for Boise State, had huge run after huge run. And San Diego State could not get him to the field. They could not get him to the turf. Um, I think I saw unofficially Pro Football Focus had the Aztecs with 18 missed tackles in this game. And a lot of that was because of Ashton Genty, who's 
you know, an outstanding running back. But I'm sure when we talk to Brady Hoke this week, and I'll talk to him on Wednesday for his coach's show, he's going to say we need to do a better job tackling, and we need to really eliminate some of the big plays that have really hurt his football team, whether that's against UCLA or Oregon State or more recently here against Boise State. So the things that plague you, as often happen in football games, the turnovers, Aztecs had two of them, didn't force any. Surprisingly, the Aztecs had been one of the most opportunistic defenses in the country heading in. Then the chunk plays as well. And then again, the three-point game, you missed a 40-yard field goal. Not to say that the field goal was the end-all, be-all. Who knows what happens in this game, even if the Aztecs convert on that field goal in the third quarter. But they've missed now three in the last couple of weeks, and it's just kind of adding to some of the frustrations right now for SDSU fans. So again, John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show, and uh, let's talk about it. Um, as the Aztecs put themselves in a position where Saturday um, up in Colorado Springs becomes just a massively important game, trying to avoid 0-2 in the Mountain West and trying to get back to 3-3 three and three overall and snap a three-game losing streak. Now, I would say this, I would say this, that despite everything, if you can get to 3-3 three and 1-1 three and one and one in the league, you've put yourself in a position where you can dig out of it. Shoot, you could even argue that if they don't win at Air Force, they can find themselves to bowl eligibility because you look at the second half schedule, it's nothing like the first. They do still have to play Fresno state, but you could find four wins or potentially more in the second half schedule. But to be realistic, the only way to a mountain West championship game is by winning in Colorado Springs on Saturday. And that's not going to be easy. Air force 400 plus rushing yards at San Jose state on Friday, undefeated on the year. I mean, they've always got a good running game with the triple option. Obviously always have a very stout offensive line. Now, San Diego State, traditionally, under both Brady and Rocky, has had a ton of success against the Air Force. They had a nine-game winning streak against the Falcons snap last year in a close loss at Snapdragon Stadium. And this becomes one of those games that you just got to find a way. And it will not be easy against Air Force at elevation with the Falcons trying to get to 5-0 overall on the season and the Aztecs trying to snap this three-game slide. So that's what's ahead, obviously, for San Diego State, I think, you know, you look at it and you say, well, obviously, you know, there's no moral victories. But you think about where San Diego State's offense was a year ago. And, you know, and not really to, you know, not to make it, you know, an example between what was happening in 2022 to what's going on here in 2023. That's not really the point. But I will say there's been a lot of progress made on offense, even over the last three weeks. I mean, they had 439 total yards against Boise State. 439 total yards. They threw for 273 yards in this game. They ran for 166. That had been an issue. They had not been running the ball effectively. They were able to do that more so. Jalen Maiden leading the way. Keenan Christian, Jalen Armstead, all having a level of success on Friday night. And while the Aztecs didn't have a lot of penalties, they were you know, inopportune when they came. They had five penalties in this game. But 22 first down, 7 of 13 on third down, 32 minutes time of possession. They were done in by the turnovers. And again, it's, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, and I thought Jalen Maiden outside of the turnovers, but again, turnovers are part of the game, but I thought Jalen Maiden outside of the turnovers, you know, played as well um, as he's played this year and played one of the better games really of his career. But again, the fumbles, and he said a post game, he said, I need to play a complete game. But you look at his final line, 16 of 22, 241, a touchdown, no picks was only sacked one time. He ran for 85 yards in a touchdown, an average of 5.3 yards per carry. I said pregame, if you can run for four yards a pop, you're going to be in good shape. And that's what they did, 4.2 yards per carry. 
Um, we saw the emergence of Balen Brooks. What an incredible game for the true freshman. Five catches, 117 yards. We saw the continued emergence of Breon Penny. Five catches, 97 yards. They did this without Makai Shaw, who's been out due to injury the last two games, the most veteran receiver. You know, Mark, Mark Redman got involved probably not as much as they would have liked, but of course he's always going to be a target defensively um, in the game planning. Two catches, 29 yards for Mark Redman. Um, so offensively, and again, you don't want it in defeat. You prefer it in a win. But offensively, this team's getting better. I mean, it's as simple as that. This team is getting better under Ryan Lindley. Um, you know, I think they're a breakthrough game away. They're going to need to beat someone that maybe they're not supposed to beat. Like even heading into this upcoming weekend, Saturday at Air Force, San Diego State's going to be a 9 or 10-point underdog, maybe an 11-point underdog. I think they opened as a 9-point dog. And, you know, at some point, you're going to have to beat someone that you're not supposed to beat, and hopefully that's this upcoming Saturday. And the defense is able to do what they traditionally have done against triple options and can get some stops on the ground. But right now, San Diego State really has not been able to do that. You look at, you know, Boise State goes for 241 yards on the ground. Now, a lot of that's Ashton Jenny. A lot of that's their veteran offensive line. They average 5.9 yards per carry. But that's been a theme here over the last really three weeks against San Diego State's defense, whether it was UCLA with their talented backs. They had two really big backs. Um, then last week with Oregon State, Martinez went for, I forget what he went for, 139, 140. And then Genty going for nearly 200 yards for Boise State. Or did he go for over 200 yards, actually? Let me take a look here. He went for over 200. He had 23 carries, 205 yards, two touchdowns, 58-yard touchdown run where he broke two, three, four tackles. He averaged 8.9 yards per carry. So, you know, it, it didn't go the way San Diego State had envisioned it to go. And where the offense has taken strides forward, I think the defense hopefully does that moving forward here because it's been three consecutive weeks where they've allowed big plays. And one thing we always said about the Aztecs for the better part of the last 10 or 15 years is they don't allow big plays, and they usually are able to force a couple of turnovers. And oftentimes they rely on their defense to win the game, where it felt like on Friday they were relying on their offense to keep them in the game. All right, so John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show. Again, if you are here, would appreciate it if you subscribe. If you're here, would love to have you comment in the chat. I'll get to some of these comments coming up as well. If you're here on replay, please subscribe as well, and please comment in the chat as well. Please let me know where you're watching the wrap-up show, if you wouldn't mind. You can put that in the comments as well. So I'm sure if you were there Friday night, listen, I thought it was a critical game. Like I felt about game one against Ohio, I thought that was a crucial game for the Aztecs. I thought they needed to beat Ohio to navigate their way to, you know, the possibility of winning, let's say, eight games in the regular season. Because I thought if you didn't win against Ohio and you knew you had UCLA, Oregon State, Boise State, Air Force, it was going to be really tough to get potentially eight wins. Well, now that San Diego State dropped this game to Boise State, which felt like one of these swing games, even though Boise State was a favorite, it felt like one of these swing games that if you won it, you could – you know, begin to forecast a scenario where you could get to maybe, um, you know, making this up six conference wins, which would get you eight and four overall, where you lose it. And it's like, now you got to pick up a game. And is it at Air Force? Is it at home against Fresno State? Um, potentially, you'll have to get both of those games. Fresno State's undefeated. Air Force is undefeated. So the schedule's not going to be easy. Um, and again, an opportunity, I thought, against Boise State, where if you win it, you could Start talking about what's it going to take to get to a Mountain West Championship game. What's it going to take to get to eight-plus regular season wins where if you lose it, it's like you've really got to find a game in there that maybe you're not supposed to win and go win it. Whether it's this upcoming Saturday against Air Force, whether it's down the road potentially still when San Diego State's going to host Fresno State as well coming up, I think, Thanksgiving weekend at Snapdragon Stadium. So, 
you know, that's what's in front of the Aztecs right now. We knew, I, I remember saying this in the offseason, in July, in August, um, the schedule was as tricky as anything that San Diego State had to navigate. What do I mean by that? I think it's as hard of a schedule as they've had in recent memory. If you look at Aztec schedules over the last decade, when you look at this four-game gauntlet, the two teams picked number one and number two in the preseason poll of the Mountain West, Boise State and Air Force, coupled with two top 25 teams heading into this week. Now, UCLA has dropped out because they lost to Utah in Salt Lake. Really no shame in that with the freshman quarterback, Dante Moore. And then, obviously, Oregon State um, fell in a pretty good game. They, they trailed by 17 at one point. They made it a three-point game, nearly recovered an onside kick. Oregon State losing in Pullman to Washington State. Washington State's the top 15 team, so no shame in that either um, with Oregon State losing. But you looked at that schedule. You're like Ohio won 10 games last year. Ohio, by the way, since coming to San Diego, hasn't lost. They're 4-1, and they beat Iowa State. And... You know, I remember saying after the Ohio game or even in the preseason, if you can get to three and three, you actually feel pretty good about where you are because you might have a chance to finish five and one or better. That was the hypothesis and theory heading into the season, knowing what the schedule was. I thought you needed to beat Ohio. And then even at two and oh, the idea of everyone was saying, hey, if you can go two and two over these next four games, you'll be in a good spot. You know, I remember saying going into the season, if you can be three and three overall through six games, one and one in the Mountain West, you've put yourself in a situation where you still have everything in front of you. Wouldn't be easy, but you still have everything in front of you. So that's still the opportunity that's presenting itself right now for the Aztecs. Again, none of this is going to be easy. It's only getting harder because, you know, if, if there was a game among the four where you felt maybe the best about, it was probably Boise at home. And I think the betting lines would indicate that. Because you were a two-touchdown underdog to UCLA at home. You were a three-plus touchdown underdog in Corvallis against Oregon State. You were a six-point dog against Boise State, roughly, six to seven points. And now this week after the loss, you're somewhere in that 10-point range, 10-point underdog against Air Force. So among that four-game gauntlet, maybe this is the, quote-unquote, second easiest. Um, But it isn't the easiest per Vegas. That would have been Boise State at home. So this is the one you need to now go get after you didn't get Friday night against Boise State. I think it's the only way to look at it. And I think it's there for the taking, by the way, if a couple things happen. One, they don't turn the football over. Two, they take advantage of those opportunities that they missed against Boise State. And three, if they continue to improve on offense and make some strides defensively as well. And again, this is not going to be the easiest game to make those defensive strides when you look at the way that Air Forces run the football, not just this year, but traditionally. We know the triple option. I mean, they're, they're as good of a rushing team as in America right now, and San Diego State has not been able to stop the run. So they have to figure out the triple option in a week, and they have to get back to the you know, the rush defense that we've seen under Brady Hoke and Rocky Long for the better part of the last decade plus. Uh, let me get to this comment. And again, if you're here, would appreciate it if you did comment. And if you're here on replay, would appreciate it if you commented down below and let us know where you're watching from here today, Aztecs fall to... Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Boise State at Snapdragon 34-31. We're looking ahead to next Saturday in Colorado Springs for the Aztecs as well. As well, San Diego State is 2-3. and three. Air Force is undefeated at 4-0. John Schaefer with you here.
Um, I don't know if it's Luscious or Lucius, but thank you so much for uh, weighing in here. He says, um, did I talk about promotion relegation yet? I'm glad you brought it up because I actually probably would not have brought it up if you didn't just mention it right now. And I'll be with you for the next 15 or so minutes, guys, if you want to get a, um, a comment in, in the live chat. Um, if you have something on your mind, I'll try to get to it. Um, I haven't talked about it as of yet. So here's the thing, a couple, of, a couple of notes on that. So I talked to J.D. Wicker, San Diego State's athletic director, on Friday before the game. He joins us every single uh, pregame. We do a two-hour pregame on San Diego Sports 760. He joins us about an hour out from kick. So he joined us at 6.30 on Friday night. And I specifically asked him about promotion and relegation. And my recollection of it, and I'll have to go back and actually find the audio, the full audio, but I'll paraphrase. I think in paraphrasing, it doesn't sound as if JD's a proponent of it. Um, and let me just say from this perspective, the teams that are towards the top, so promotional relegation for those that are unaware of what we're talking about, it's never been in college football. There's this hypothetical out there that maybe is more than a hypothetical. Maybe it's been proposed at this point by some administrators, um, but it's not to the point where this is something that's going to be like implemented immediately. Is it part of the future of college football? Who knows? But it doesn't sound like it's something that's you know going to be part of the fray in 2024. But this idea that you could take the 12 teams in the Mountain West, potentially pair them with the Oregon State and Washington State, maybe add another program or two from the group of five. I'll just throw a couple out, for example, Memphis and Tulane or UTSA and Memphis, whatever. Now you have 16 programs. You have eight in the top division, for example, and you have eight in the bottom division. The eight in the top division maybe get more uh, promotion. Their games are on at better times on better networks. Maybe they uh, garner more revenue, television revenue for those programs. And the eight in the bottom division are still technically part of the league. And they have the opportunity to play up to the top league where the bottom team or two in the top league could be quote unquote relegated to the bottom league. So it adds intrigue. This is done across Europe in soccer. At the end of the season, you have teams trying to fight to hang on to a spot in the top division. You also have teams in the bottom division that are fighting to get to the top division. But the issue with this, well, is numerous. One of which is you can't really plan your budgets accordingly because let's say you're San Diego State and you're getting X in TV revenue, but you're relegated to the lower division and now you're getting Y in TV revenue. Well, how does that impact your athletics budget? Also, the teams that are at the, you know, in that first league, so to speak, have much more to lose than the teams in the second league because the teams in the first league will have nowhere to go but down and the teams in the second league have nowhere to go but up. So there's that element as well to it from a, you know, pure hypothetical standpoint, would it add some interest or TV viewership? I think it's a possibility, but is it something that's going to be implemented immediately in college football? The answer to that is no. And if it was implemented in the mountain West or the PAC 12, well, what about the other leagues across football? And if it was implemented, would you be able to play your way up to the power five structure or the power four structure? As of now, that appears to be unlikely. So without the ability to play to the power structure and only with the ability to potentially drop down to the second tier in my hypothetical, I don't know how advantageous it would be for a program um, like San Diego State. So kind of just my two cents. Um, I'll try to find some of the audio and play it on John and Jim on San Diego Sports 760 on Monday. We're on from 3 to 6 on San Diego Sports 760. would love it if you guys joined us. Um, I'll find that conversation that I had with JD on Friday, and I'll try to bring, bring some of that back. And then having maybe more of an opinion on it and more of a thought on it after I actually hear what JD said on Friday. But I think, again, paraphrasing, 
I don't, I don't know if programs are going to be on board with it or not. And I don't know if a program like San Diego State um, has a lot to gain from what's being proposed out there right now when it comes to um, promotion and relegation. But thank you uh, for weighing in on that. Really do appreciate it. Uh, let me get to this here for from Brent, who says, uh, fumble on the goal line was killer. Props to Boise for taking care of the ball. Brent, thank you for hanging out. Yeah, I, I, it was a big play, you know, in retrospect. And you probably knew it at the time because I remember thinking coming in, when you get opportunities, you got to take advantage. Not to say you have to be perfect or flawless in the game, but you couldn't you couldn't lose the opportunity battle or the mistake battle, right? It's not that you had to be mistake-free, but if you made one big one, then you needed to get two mistakes from Boise State, right? Or something like that. If you made two, you needed to capitalize on three. The issue was San Diego State made the two or three biggest mistakes in the game, essentially. Miss field goal, it'll happen. It was a 40-yarder. It's not like it's a 22-yarder in the middle of the field, and that changed the entire complexion of the game or it was for the win. That will happen, obviously. Fumbles will happen, by the way, as well. Maybe you can deal with one of them, but the two were both huge swing plays. One of them at the half-yard line going in after a huge kick return would have given you a 7 nothing lead. And remember, San Diego State then later scored, so maybe they lead the game at 1.14-0, and the complexion is different. And then later in the game when Maiden fumbled, very quickly, Boise State scored a touchdown. So you had huge swings with the turnovers. And, you know, may or may not be the difference, may or may not have been the difference between winning and losing. Again, Jalen said post game he needs to play a complete game. Um, and Brady recognized that they didn't take advantage of opportunities that they were presented with. And that ultimately, in a game against a good team can be the difference between winning and losing. And obviously, Boise has not been the program that they were, you know, five, seven years ago. Here in 2023, they came in one and two. San Diego State came in two and two. Both teams had dealt with very challenging schedules. Boise State had lost, you know, against one of the best teams in the country, maybe a top three team in the country in the University of Washington in Seattle. It was a close game for about two and a half quarters. They ended up getting blown out. They lost at home to UCF, program out of the Big 12 right now. Not a ton of shame in it. They had an opportunity to win it. They lost by two on a late field goal. Their only win was against an FCS program, North Dakota a program they struggled with for three quarters, eventually pulled away and won 42-18. So there were a lot of similarities coming in between the Aztecs and the Broncos, and that's why it felt as if it was a game that was there for the taking. You got them at home, not on the blue, right? Um, the matchups over the last couple of years had been pretty good. 2021, up at Carson, Aztecs beat Boise. 2022, yeah, Boise ran away with Taylor Green in the second half and won 35-13, but at the half, San Diego State led that game 13-0, and for 30 minutes, it felt as if you know they were going to win the game or they were the better team. They had a block punt in that game. And for this one, it didn't feel as if Boise was the better team. It just felt as if Boise took advantage of opportunities. And you know, Boise had that big play throw on the outside. McAllister, who made plays. Talon Green, when he needed to, um, was able to you know make plays after, I think, a sluggish first quarter for Talon Green. Then Ashton Jenny and that offensive line were really good. Um, so you credit Boise, and San Diego State recognizes they had opportunities now what they need to do is regroup and they need to find a way to win at Air Force. Because I think when you look at it, if you fall to Air Force, and I don't have the full schedule in front of me, but it's, you know, it's not an easy road out of two and four for any program, obviously in the country. I don't care who you're playing. At two and four, you start thinking about bowl eligibility and not Mountain West championships. Um, okay, so this is what it looks like after Air Force. You'll get the bye week and then you go to Hawaii, which is never easy, although San Diego State, of course, has played Hawaii very well over the years. Then you get Nevada at home. 
very winnable. You have another bye week, Utah State at home, very winnable. You go to Colorado State, a program that appears to be improved. They won at Middle Tennessee State this past weekend. They nearly beat Colorado at Boulder two weeks ago, as we know. You still have to go to San Jose State. They've struggled here this year, but I don't think that's easy by any stretch. And then you host Fresno State. So let's just let's look at it two ways. You beat Air Force, you get to three and three and one and one. I think then you can start forecasting potentially a four-game winning streak, Hawaii, Nevada, Utah State. And you look up and you're six and three for Colorado State, San Jose State, Fresno State, where you know you win two of those, you're eight and four um, on the season. But if you lose to Air Force, even if you gave the Aztecs, Hawaii, Nevada, and Utah State, well, then you're five and four. Let's say toss-up games, Colorado State and San Jose State. Let's say you go one and one there. You're six and five. And then Fresno State at home, San Diego State's going to be an underdog based on what we know now about the Bulldogs. So you could be looking at something like six and six, but could be worse than that because we're talking about swing games against Colorado State and San Jose State. Could be better than that if you beat both the Rams and the Spartans potentially on the road. But it's not going to be an easy road if you lose Saturday at Air Force. And by the way, Saturday at Air Force is not an easy road in itself. Obviously, in Colorado Springs, uh, 6 o'clock Mountain start, 5 o'clock Pacific start for the Aztecs against the Falcons. So that's what it looks like coming up here for San Diego State. And, you know, you wish you had it Friday night. Um, one of those pendulum swinging games, which I thought was the case with Ohio. It gave you a chance when you beat Ohio to win eight or nine games this year. If you would have beaten Boise, I think it gave you another chance to potentially get to eight or nine wins. Now, on the other side of it, you got to pick up a game, whether it's against Air Force on Saturday. And if it's not Air Force on Saturday, you have to wonder, you know, who are you going to pick up a game against? And can you wait all the way until the end of the season when you play Fresno State at home? And, of course, it's a possibility. And those Fresno-San Diego State games have been, you know, very good. Unfortunately, um, you know, a year ago, San Diego State had it. Um, it slipped right through their fingertips. Uh, the onside kick. For the Bulldogs who win that game, they go on a winning streak at the end of the year. They win the Mountain West. Um, so it's been a very good series between the Aztecs and the Bulldogs. So we'll see what happens this year. Who knows? Fresno State, when they play that game, could have zero losses. They could have one loss at that point. That'll be a big game regardless of you know San Diego State's record, really regardless of Fresno State's record. But it looks like from watching the Bulldogs so far with victories at Arizona State and Purdue, and they beat Kent State by a million on Saturday, it looks like Fresno State's for real. So it all goes back to the original the original point. Got to find a way to beat Air Force on Saturday. And if not Air Force on Saturday, got to find a way to make up um, that home loss to Boise State. I would say this right now. Even on the heels of a three-game losing streak, uh, you can't write anything off as of now. Despite what you've seen the last three weeks, despite the big plays, despite the fact that they haven't won their last three games. If you can beat Air Force, a team picked to finish second in the preseason poll, it's going to change the dynamics. You'd be one and one in the league. You'd have everything in front of you. If you cannot beat Air Force, you can't think about a Mountain West championship game. I think at that point, you got to think about bowl eligibility and what's it going to take to dig out of a two and four hole because that's not easy to do. Uh, they played well down the stretch last year when they made the switch to Jalen Maiden. I think they went five and two over a seven game stretch before losing in the Hawaii Bowl. Um, but they made some strides there in the second half, and they're not quitting on anything. I'll promise you that. Not with Jalen Maiden, not with Brady. Um, listen, Brady's won a lot of football games here at San Diego State. Um, this defense has a ton of pride. Uh, they got really good coordinators, obviously, everywhere, Doug Deacon and Kurt Maddox and Ryan Lindley. They're not quitting on anything, and we'll see how they progress. That, that's the number one indicator for me. I'm seeing progress on offense. You want to see the progress now on defense, 
And let's see how that continues here over the next really week. And we'll get some bye weeks to continue to improve. Not to say the bye weeks will be too late, but man, it'd be nice to get to that bye at three and three, wouldn't it? With an upset win at Air Force on Saturday. Man, that would be really, really nice if they can get that upset win on Saturday to get to three and three. Otherwise, work to do. Work to do entering October. I think San Diego State might be the only team in the nation with six games played um, through this upcoming Saturday. Certainly no team has played more than six games. They'll have played half of their games before the end of September. Look at it that way. And then they'll just have half of their games remaining in the regular season. All right. Um, Here's what we're going to do. And again, if you're here for a first time or not, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed. I've got content for you all year long. When it comes to San Diego State Athletics, whether it's football game recaps, men's basketball game recaps, as there's news, I'll be here for you, whether it's with live content like this or you know video content. So please, if you're an Aztec supporter, would really appreciate it if you subscribe. Would really appreciate it if you subscribed. Uh, would appreciate it if you smash the like button for me as well. Please follow me on Twitter, by the way. I am there, at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. Again, at John Schaefer, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. Again, you can find me on San Diego Sports 760, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. You can find me with pregame coverage for Aztec football. We're doing a watch party, by the way, Saturday at Alesmith. It'll be an Alesmith watch party if you want to join us. You can watch the game there, Aztecs and Falcons, Saturday at Alesmith. So you can join us. Our pregame coverage will begin at 3. It'll be myself, Aztec for Life, Jared Tolver. Jim Russell as well. So join us Saturday, 3 to 5 from Alesmith, and then stick around for the game. But we'll begin with pregame coverage at 3 p.m. Game will kick off just after 5 p.m. Pacific. And um, we'll see if Aztec fans, you know, will spur on San Diego State from Alesmith this upcoming Saturday. Again, SDSU falls to Boise State on Friday at Snapdragon Stadium. Some missed opportunities, turnovers, the difference. Aztecs still had chances, but eventually fall to their rival, Boise State, 34-31. San Diego State now two and three on the season. They'll get undefeated Air Force on Saturday in Colorado Springs at five o'clock Pacific. And you can hear it, of course, on San Diego Sports 760. You can watch it on CBS Sports Network. So until next time, my name is John Schaefer, and you've been watching the Aztec Wrap Up Show. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Appreciate it. Until next time.